So I just have to remember, okay, what my why is, the fact that it's bigger than me and, you know, just kind of just motivating yourself that way to get up out of the bed to go accomplish the very thing that it is that you need to go out and accomplish, you know? So it's just that whole showing up piece. Sometimes we may not be able to show up um, 100% our best version, like every single day, but if we could just show up, that's just enough, you know? And then we work on how we show up throughout the day. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is the odd man. Greetings and salutations, it's Audley Stevenson and I'm back for another edition of the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. This is the Audacious Living Podcast and I appreciate you for being here as we continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. As always, I encourage you to follow us on our social media channels. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the handle The Audacious Pod. And if you're watching this episode on YouTube, then you know we've got that bell down below. You just tap it and uh, ding, ding, ding. You're connected to all great things audacious related. Now, if you caught episode 157 of the podcast, which uh, is the episode just before this one, uh, you'll know that I introduced uh, to you the BOLD framework, uh, which is something I use as part of my speaking work um, that I do. And, and it's used to help my audiences understand what being audacious is all about. Uh, it's simply a four-letter acronym uh, called, uh, again, the bold framework. Uh, so it's it's better than yesterday. Outlast adversity. Live your truth and disrupt the norm. You know we touched on better than yesterday on the last episode, and now we'll move on to the O in the framework, which is outlast adversity. This one is, uh, you know, this is one that almost every single one of us can relate to in some fashion because at one time or another, we've had to come face to face with adversity. Uh, It it wasn't fun. uh, It may have been painful and it probably created a lot of angst for us. However, regardless of what was going on, we still needed to push through because giving up isn't always an option. And for those who who persevered and pushed through and and made it to the other side, something wonderful happened. In a lot of cases, things got better because that's where the greatness lies. And it's for this reason why we have to go forward and claim what's rightfully ours, but it doesn't happen until we get to the other side of adversity. And it's for this reason why quitting isn't an option. And we have to find some way to outlast adversity at all costs. Now, Tamika Bright joins me on this uh, episode of the Audacious Podcast, and I'm super pleased that she could be here. She certainly knows a thing or two about outlasting adversity. She has a very powerful story, which you'll, you'll, you're certainly going to appreciate. Uh, she's a radio show host, an author, a podcaster herself, and she's really made it her personal mission to empower, inform, and inspire others. Uh, her book is called Broken for the Purpose, and it's really a journey through her life uh, from uh, being adopted 
to, to losing both of her parents before the age of 21, uh, having to deal and learn how to deal with rejection, uh, to doing the unthinkable, to really, uh, and, and then learning to accept who she is. So all these things were happening to her, and she chronicles them in her book. Um, you know, we discuss how she was able to, to find joy and happiness in the most challenging times, uh, her personal story, uh, again, learning about being adopted and losing both parents, uh, to the importance of showing up as the best version of ourselves every single day, even when we don't feel like it. It really is a fun chat that I think you'll all enjoy. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Tabika Bright. Enjoy. Hey, Tamika, thank you for being here with me as a guest on the Audacious Living Podcast. It's a long time coming, but I'm glad that we uh, can make it happen. Yes, same here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, uh, you know, I, I, I got to say, uh, you're, you're, you're Tamika Bright. Your last name is very fitting with your personality. Lots of it. I'm sure you've heard this before. You know, I'm not the yeah. first one to tell you. Uh, great energy. I mean, I'm I'm told I got energy, but when I when I watch you work, man, I got to stand back and catch my breath. So uh, I appreciate you doing that because I think what happens, and not to get too serious too quickly, but what happens, and we put our energy out in the world, the kind of impact it has on other people uh, is just profound. And that's why we've got to be who we are, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I get that all the time. That is my actual name. You ask me all the time, is that your actual name? Yes, that's my name. <laughs> right, is my name. Um, and, you know, I just thank God for the gift, you know, and I just want to use it to glorify him. And um, just recognizing that it does come from him because that's what we need to do. Um, when we don't, uh, that's how we lose it, you know? So, um, you know, I am, I'm just, I'm thankful to be able to do that. When did you recognize your impact on others? And you talked about being a gift. And I agree with you that it is a gift. When did you recognize that, that this is a gift I can use to, to help other people? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think I've ever had anybody ask me like, Hey, when you realize that this was making an impact, I guess, I, you know, when you, you get the comments of people telling you, you know, thank you for sharing your story or thank you for sharing that presentation that really helped me or, you know, getting that. So that's always helpful. And that's always encouraging. It lets you know that you are, you know, yes. on the right path. Well, for me, it's just when I'm feeling peace about it. You know, if I've, I've put something out there and I feel peace about what I've done, then I know, okay, that was a God-led thing, you know, because right. again, when, well, well, for me, when I'm doing whatever I'm doing, if, when I am speaking or if I'm on air, whatever it is, um, I just ask to be led by him what, where I need to go, where I need to do, where I need to say, that type of right. thing. Um, so, you know, that's, um, but that was a good question. Well, well it's, it's, it's something I've wondered about because I know even for myself, you know, I go through moments where, and, you know, may, maybe, you know, maybe I'm feeling tired or I'm low energy that particular day, and I don't feel my, like myself for whatever reason. I'm a human, like everyone else, we're all human. We have those ups and downs. And then, you know, some someone might say something that triggers a thought or remind you about who you are or what you should be doing. And you're like, yeah, yeah. this is. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. You know, you have those days, like you said, like for me, this morning, it's just like, I really don't feel like doing today. Like, right. you know, you have those and I probably have those days more often than I should, right. but we do. And so I just have to remember, okay, what my why is, the fact that it's bigger than me and, you know, just kind of just motivating yourself that way to get up out of the bed 
to go accomplish the very thing that it is that yeah. you need to go out and accomplish, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's just that whole showing up piece. Sometimes you may not be able to show up um, 100% our best version, like every right. single day, but right. if we could just show up, that's just enough, you know? Yeah. And then we work on how we show up throughout the day. That's right. And I think over the, if you, if you sustain that over the course of the day, you, you eventually get to where you're supposed to be. Right, 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 you know, right. right, right, got, right. Some of us are slower getting started than others. I yeah, know I can't yeah. be, right? Not a morning person at all. I'm really not. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, once I do get going, then, you know, then it's all good. So there we go. Got you, got you. <laughs> now, now, you you generally have, have a lot on your plate. And part of the reason, again, why I appreciate you taking the time, I guess, between your, your working on the radio and your, your speaker. And I know you talk to groups and give presentations. And, uh, uh, you know, you've got the book. We'll talk about your book as well. Uh, where did it all, it, it, all, like, is it one of these, I know, I, I'll, I'll use myself as an example, where things just come up and like, yeah, I'll try that. Or I'll do that. And next thing you know, you're doing three or four things. Um, but that wasn't the initial plan, right? But you're in it, right? What was right, it like for right. you? Yeah, yeah. So the for me, the initial plan, and this is all in my book too, was I was going to be an attorney. I was going to work with me, music and media. And you couldn't tell me nothing. That's what I was going to do. I was going to live out in Cali. That's going to be living my best life. Yes. 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 That did not happen. And you know what? <laughs> I'm really glad that it didn't. I'm so glad that, you know, we have our plans for ourselves and the dreams and goals and things that we want to do. But I know, you know, for me, when I just realized like, all right, you just need to work and operate and what God has for you. You know, we have to realize that his plan is bigger and greater than what we can imagine. It turns out to be so much better. Right. So yes, I didn't yes. get accepted. Not one law school, not one. I didn't even get a provisional acceptance. Like we may accept it if you do this, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I mean, I just, it, it was very heartbreaking. Yes, because say, yeah. I mean, I had the grades. You know, I was decent. I was honorable in high school, and I got to college, and I did well with my grades and all. You know, I maintained a good GPA. So I, but that testing, that dang on LSAT, that took me out. Um, I took that twice, and I've never been good at testing, even on my SATs. I got just enough just to play sports in college. That's all right. I needed. That's what I did. You know, right. so I've always been academically, I've always been there. So mm-hmm. I just knew, you know, that I can get in um any school any law school to go and do what it is I need to do but you know when I look now like there is still that desire to get my law degree just because right but I'm just like why do you do that because you're not gonna do nothing with it like I don't want to be an attorney I just want the degree because I've just always wanted it but I stopped at my master's so I'm good (laughs) you know so I'm good to go so I did that and um I've always liked to um, like encourage people, you know, so just getting on air, just how that happened. That was like, not a thing. I never thought, oh, I'd be on radio. Right. Um, okay. Me and this earring, we're going to fight. So we just gonna let it be. So, um, that was never a thing. So I just one day walked up into the station of, um, of a radio one station in the DMV area. Okay. And they were, um, they were looking for a board op. And that's what I was. And I really liked that because you get to push a bunch of buttons and that was just my thing. Sure. Doing that right to run other shows. Yep. And um, and then one day I just was like, oh, I think I can do this. And so I just pushed the mic, like true story. I turned the mic on and didn't did a break live. Didn't think nobody was listening. So I was like, let me just do it. Yeah. After I did that, the PD from that station came in the studio and he was like, was that you that just went on air? And I was like, yeah. So I was like, be quiet. Because I didn't think nobody was listening. Right. Now he was like, oh, we're going to start you voice tracking next week. And wow. that's what he did. So that's how it kind of, you know, began. And then now, now here we are. So um, it wasn't anything that I went to school for, uh, but I, that's why I, I do realize that this is a gift 
that right. you know that I feel like God has given me and just to allow me to use it the way that he sees fit. Talk, talk about just taking a risk on yourself, just trying something and not knowing. Yeah, yeah. That was, I, 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 I was like, nobody listening. It's an AM right. station. I'm like, really listening. So. Everybody except for the PD, right? Right. Everybody said, right. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> well, it, and, and it's so funny. Like, again, I, I use her taking a risk where you just sort of try something, not knowing the outcome, not knowing the end result, just knowing you where you are in that exact moment. Right, and, right, right. You know, you, you never know what comes out of that. Now you look at this, now you've got, you, you establish a radio career based on a decision you made in a moment, which is, which is outstanding. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I didn't think about it like that either. Yeah, I'm just kind of here because of that. You know, of course, took a hiatus from it, did other things like coach, cheerleading, uh, full-time. Sure. Uh, cheerleading is the number one sport out there next to track and field. Um, Don't come for me for that because you will not win. Cheer <laughs> is a sport, okay? So, um, every time I go to an event, you know, some type of game, I'm, I'm looking at the cheerleaders. I'm like, where the cheerleaders? Why aren't they stunting? What kind of stunts are they doing? Yes. Like, I, that's why I'm there. So, um, and then I love track and field too. So, both of the sports uh, of which I've done. So, um, I just always had a love for that. So, I got to coach both, you know? I coached cheerleading. I did everything um, but middle school cheer. I coached every type of like all-star, Pop Warner, yep. high school, and I did collegiate. And that was by far the best. Collegiate was the best because you had to deal with parents. Gotcha. So gotcha. that was the best. <laughs> um, and that's also where I won four national championships. To, 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 to. So I um, was excited about that. And um, so just, you know, I've did, I did that and always worked in the school system in some capacity. Yes. And that's what I do now, too. I'm the uh, parent university coordinator for communities and schools. Oh, amazing. So, yes, amazing. Schools. it is a national organization. It's a nonprofit organization that um, helps kids remain in school and give them the resources that they need to succeed in school and outside. And so I work strictly with the parents as the um, parent university coordinator. So I really do enjoy that as well. There you are back in that encourager role again, right? Yeah, now encouraging yeah. young people to stay in school, which 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 is also needed. So 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 tell me how the transition is it how you got into that role? Is it from sports or how, how did that happen? Um how I got into the parent university. Yeah, yes. Yeah, well, working with CIS in general, yes. Yeah, so I was in radio, I was at um um college cheerleading, coaching collegiate cheerleading. And after I had my son, I just knew that I had to do more. You know, I, having a child just really shifted my entire focus because then yes. it does not become about you. You know, yes. like you have this little person that you don't have a manual for and you just got to make sure that they're taken care of, right? And right. so whatever right. it is you got going on, it just kind of goes out the window. You got to do what's best for your child. Um, knowing too that you got to show up for yourself too because if you can't, then you won't be what you need to be for your child. So I realized that. So I just knew that I had to make some type of change, uh, something had to be different financially, all of that. It just kind of, you know, set us up for better. So I decided to leave cheer and pursue <laughs> pursue radio full time. Ah, what? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> because I felt like that's what I was supposed to. I felt like God said, hey, sure. the time go ahead and walk away from that. And it was definitely um, some lessons there. I, you know, I felt like I set myself up financially to make that move. I didn't just, just go, you know, just do it. Um, I prayed right. about it. You know, I felt like I did all the right things. But it came with some um, came with some heartaches, uh, for sure. You know, uh, leaving a full time job with benefits, all of that, to going into radio where they pay you by the hour, right? With right. no benefits, you know. Right. So, got on that, got because that was me going back into radio, and I did that, and then um, got fired from all. I was on like three stations, and I got fired from all three stations at one time, like back wow. to back, October, November, December. This was in two thousand eighteen, right. and I just felt crushed. 
I was like, dang, you know, I, I feel like I got a gift for this, but then I get let go over something that really wasn't like you really let me go for that. Um, right, you know, right. but and then one station just was no reason, just always oh, a business decision. Yeah, okay. So um, you know, that just that really hurt. Um, but I had yes. to have a job. So I saw something within CIS at that time. It was a student support where we worked with just the kids at that time. Yep. And because I had been in school before, I've been a teacher before and all. So I was like, yeah, let's just go for that. And so I did. And I ended up enjoying it, you know, working with CIS and the mission and all and working with the kids. And then the position came for the parent university coordinator during the pandemic. And um, yeah, decided to take that. And it allowed me to still be able to get back on air. And that was because I hadn't been on air until it's been a year now since I've been with the station. Right, right. So right. Um, being able to go back to it, um, you know, I'm excited about that too. I, I just love the way you're just able to pivot, right? Like, so something happened and you have to sort of, okay, well, I've got to figure out where to go because, you know, the, the train keeps going. It doesn't stop, right? right? When, you right, know, things, right. when bad things happen. So it's, it's it's being able to make that shift and do, okay, so where can I take this? And it sounds like that's exactly what you did. Yeah, I think, you know, I never want to be the type of person that'd be like, I should have, could have, would have, or what if I did, you know, like just go for it and it don't work out. Then, all right, well, you can't say you didn't try it, you know? Um, just, you know, go for what it is that you want to do. And, um, I just don't want to sit back and, and just wonder like, Tane, if I would have went for that opportunity or if I would have, especially when, you know, everything was lined up for you to go and actually do it. Um, right. so I, I'm not that person. So if I, you know, if I feel like I have a vision, I feel like I got something that's been given to me. Like I want to put what I need to put into it to make sure that comes to pass. And, and what's so crazy is when you sort of get to the other side of that. So you think of that, you know, that before you make that big decision, right. And, 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 and you know, and the sort of feelings and maybe the nervousness or the fear or all those things that are, are, are bubbling inside of you, you make that decision, it works out and you look back and go, what was I afraid of? Right. Right. right yeah. I know the fear of the unknown can't keep you from reaching where you're supposed to be. Cause we don't know how it's going to come out. You know, we have a, um, we have a plan. We have our plan in our head and, how things are supposed to go. And of course our plan never, uh, it never has the hiccups that you were experiencing or the detours and the hurdles and things, you know, that your plan doesn't have that. Your plan it's is flawless. Just, it's flawless. Yeah, it's it perfect. That's type plan, you know, <laughs> so that's how it's supposed to happen. But uh, we know it don't work out that way. And I think if you just will allow yourself to pivot, that was my word. Um, definitely for last year, it was just pivot. You know, you can't quit so, you know, you pivot or you adjust, you know, you figure out, okay, what's next? I think I just always been like that. Just always been, okay, or what's next type of person. And I know that's instilled from my mom. I remember when I, you know, I cheered all my life, it seemed like, you know, well, it started with Pop Warner and I got to middle school and when we were in middle school in the sixth grade, we couldn't do any sports. So right. I was still doing Pop Warner cheer. So when it was time to try out seventh grade, I just knew I was going to make it because, you know, I've been cheering since I was like six. So, you know, of course right. I got this, right? And I didn't, I didn't make the cheer squad in middle school. And I was hurt. I was um, heartbroken. Yes. And to this day, I know it's yes. because the shit coach didn't like me because she was my sixth grade teacher, but I digress. So I, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, we've all had one of those. I get it. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't make it. And I remember coming back to the car crying. And my uh, mother was like, no, we don't do that. What's next? That's what she said to me. She was like, what's next? And that's always resonated with me. And anything that I do, it's always what's next. And so then I went off the track and field because you couldn't get cut. <laughs> That's really the reason why I did it. And I thought I'd be pretty decent at it. So I stuck right. with it, you know, but I just feel like if I never had that whole, her telling me, you know, just showing me like, hey, yes. what's next? I would have been 
still waddling in the disappointment of, right. of not making something that clearly wasn't for me to do, you know, right there. Because then I got to right. high school and I made the squad. So right. I know it, it, I was good enough for middle school, but just for, I guess for that time, it just wasn't where it was supposed to be. So um, yeah. that's just kind of how I've always been. It's just the West next site. And, and, and what I love about that question, what's next, is it doesn't give you the time to wallow, like you said, right? Because right. you if, you, if, you, if, you, if you don't, if you're not looking ahead after that disappointment, you're stuck in your own misery and tears mm-hmm. or whatever and frustration. And all you do is get deeper and deeper into that. But when you're focusing on, okay, so this happened to me. I need to move forward because that's where I'm going. You know, things things move along that continue and continues to happen versus right. being stuck, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you you said something earlier that I, I want to zero back on when you talked about showing up for yourself. Um, I wonder if you could just elaborate on that because I, I think there's some great power in that when we identify as individuals, uh, how we, you know, what, what, what the impact we can have when we show up for ourselves first and obviously how we can impact others. So my thing for this year, and shout out to my brother for this one, is um, 2023 is all about me, right? Um, and I know that sounds so selfish and right. that's cool, you know, because I believe that self-care is not selfish care. And that's what that's all about. It's just 2023 all about me. It's just, you know, really um, deciding to have self-care and making that a priority for yourself. Because if you don't, then you can't show up for other people. Like we have so many other things that we do. You know, I have responsibilities. You know, I know what I have to do as a mom and all. And I've got all these other things on my plate. But I also know that I can't show up to be what I need to be, for instance, for my son, if I don't do what I need to do for myself first. So, yeah, there are times where I'm not going to show up 100% every single day. Like I just, whoever lives that life, I need to meet you. It's just not going to be like that, you know, but I'm going to still show up. Right. I just, you know, and it just may take a while for me to get like all of me that like, everybody's used to getting, but I'm going to still show up. But that that's just it. Sometimes if I could just only show up like this, this day, at least I showed up. And then, you know, like, like you said, as the day goes on or even the next day, you know, you just try to do um, as, as much as you can. But you put yourself first. Um, and there's absolutely I don't believe that it, there's nothing selfish about that when it's done in a sense of I'm putting myself first to right. make myself better, to help other people. You know, I'm not being selfish just to be, you know, selfish. It's taking care of myself because we have to. This life that we have is not a dress rehearsal. We only get one. And so, like, we need to live it to the fullest, take care of ourselves the best that we can, and just allow that to be, like, our priority, you know, that self-care. And whatever it is, you know, um, it can be if you're into the spa and you want to take a spa day, if you're into shopping, like retail therapy is my thing. So that like, that's a good thing. Um, if you just want to sit and binge watch on some movies just by yourself, that quiet time, you know, right. you want to take that time just to journal. If you just want to walk in a park, right. I love, you know, going by the water, like do anything like that. So whatever, whatever it is, don't always have to be something elaborate, you know, yes. it can yes. just be something real simple, but it brings you back to self. And now you like, okay, now I can go out and do what it is I need to do. And, and and what's so key in that is being knowing what you need individually. So, you know, what 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 you want or what I need are two different could be two different things, but it's important to understand yourself. So getting that self-care thing. And I like that line, self-care isn't selfish because mm-hmm. if you're looking after yourself, uh, then you're actually you you are putting yourself in a position where you can better help others. Cause if you're no good to yourself, you can't help other people, right? That's right. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. 
So um, I, I need to ask uh, uh, how the idea of you becoming an author came into play. I mean, you're you know you're already you're, you're juggling a bunch of things. Next year you're, you're an author, you're writing a book. How, how, I know, right? I asked myself that too because I never said I was going to grow up and write a book like that. that was, was that even in the thing. radar? Was that even in the radar? Never even my thing. Never even my thing wow. because I don't really like to write. <laughs> Nor do I like to read like that. And that is just the whole oxymoron of this whole thing, right? That's like funny. The two chapters, I'm just like, oh, that's a long book. But yeah, so um, that was just never a thing, which is why my book is not so long and it's easy to read. It's to the point. That was the whole point because I wanted to be able to read it. But now I'm into reading like other people's stories too and yes. other things out there as well. And then pushing, you know, the importance of reading to my son because we know it's important. Yes. But um, I wrote that as a form of healing. I wrote it. Um, for and I, and I always say it's my story for God to get the glory and that's what it is it's broken for the purpose and that's what it's about it's you know parts of my story because I'm still living so and there's so much more I could write about and you know my niece was talking to me the other day she was like so when you gonna come out with a part two and I was like uh I don't know you know because there's so much more um that I could write about that I didn't even put in that book but um that was one of them. the biggest thing was trying to heal from losing my parents that was the mm. biggest disappointment um heartache like all these words adjectives that you can think of in my life and yes. that you know it started when I was 15 and I said in my book you know at 13 years old you could not have sat me down and said okay at 15 your mom is gonna die and at 20 your dad is gonna die so by the time you turn 21 you're gonna be in college but both of your parents are gonna be deceased like you would wow. I'd have been like you crazy like yeah, you're right yeah, <laughs> that cannot, yeah. there's no way right. I'm gonna survive through that right 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 so, but it, but it, but it happened, and and I grieved, but not grieved, if that makes any sense, for a very long time. So, okay, of uh, what you know, of course, you grieve in the process of when it, you know, especially when it first happens and all. And you have sure. all these. When I was fifteen years old, my mom died, and I, to me, I felt like it was just so unfair. Like, how could you do that? Because I have older brothers, and they have more time with her. But here I am, I'm only fifteen. I ain't had that much time. It's not fair, you know, and. I was just about to go to high school and it's just all these things like, you know, so, and then realizing that at that age, all the things I would have to experience without her, that my, that I felt like my brothers got a chance to experience because they're a lot right. older. I'm the baby. Right. So I just, I had all of those emotions and feelings and I, the whole not grieving thing was like on, you know, holidays and birthdays and even just thinking about her, I would just make myself extremely busy just trying to go from one uh, place to the next. Yep. I yep. Understand. Understand. So, I did that for a long time, though. I'm 41 years old. I didn't really start grieving and accepting the fact that they are both gone until I started writing this book three years ago. Wow. That's a long time. And, I, and and there is no time limit on grieving. And I tell people that all oh. the time. You, you do. And, you know, you're going to have your days. And and I, have, I still have mine. I still cry. I still feel like whatever it is. And I just allow myself to do it um, because I just feel like it's a lot easier than holding it in because yes. that's what I was doing. So when I started writing this book, Chapter two talks about, it's um, Hand Me My Straight Jacket. That's the title of the chapter. And I wrote it out of order. So I wrote chapters one, three, four, and five first, and then yes. came back to two because I knew that was going to be the toughest chapter because that was a chapter that I was going to finally be able to talk about losing my parents and what it felt like and right. what I was feeling and things that other people didn't know that I'd never said anything to anybody about. I just held it all in and now just to write about it. And I did that to, in hopes, you know, encourage other people um nobody that experienced loss is it's difficult on everyone especially when it's yes. a loved one like that so yes um but we all know that it's going to happen we all know that we we have our days yeah. so mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. it's just I, I wrote that book 
to try to to get all those feelings out so yeah. that I can grieve, so that it it can be okay to listen to a song that makes me think of them and cry and just listen to the song all the way through. Or if I feel like, like the song is together again, Janet Jackson, I play it and sometimes I can get through the whole thing and dance through the whole thing and sometimes I can't. And it's right. cool. Like, That's you know, okay. like I'm starting to, it's, like, it's fine if you want to cry. It's okay. You know, um, so that's that was the main reason because I know writing is a form of healing. Journaling yes, is always yes. a good thing to get it yes, out. And yes. so that was really the purpose of it. And then it just, you know, turned into a whole book. And there it is. Wow. To, to, to think, to, 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 to hold back for so long. Um, I, I mean, I've, so I've got to commend you. For, for getting to the point where you're able to, because what you have to do is almost unearth everything to get it, to do the writing process. You almost got to relive it and unearth it and, and put yeah, it all out there. It was hard. It was a lot of tears on that paper because yeah. it was reliving that, that day that my mom passed, getting that news, what that was like, the day that my father passed, where I was. Like, you know, those moments you'll never forget where you was, what you were doing, yep. all that stuff. You never forget that. And so having to play those moments back in my head and they were still so vivid like I like it just happened you know like in and then and there's times I can talk about it and there's times that I can't so I felt like if you just write it down it's just you know it's always there so if it you know it's always something that you feel like you have to go back to um that you can but even writing it I wrote it like a story like a movie because that's what it felt like to me because I I I was gonna drink for a long time you know when that happened so yeah and, and I read you also, you, you talked about being adopted as part of the yes, process. So that's the first chapter of the book is what she didn't know. So I am adopted. So those parents mm-hmm. that passed, they're, they're not my biological parents, but they're only parents that I know. Parents, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I have um, four brothers and they're all older. And one passed away Valentine's Day of last year's uh, year before. So it'll be two years this Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, and that's, again, that's something in my book that I well, the book was, he actually came out on his birthday. He had passed that 2021, February. And so I released the book on April 21st, which was his birthday, as an honor to him. So, mm-hmm. but everything that I went through with him, I didn't even talk about in my book. He had dementia. So just right. being like a caretaker for that is just a whole new book, <laughs> right? Yes. Um. So I, um. but I was, I was adopted. You know, the only parents that I know. And I learned about my adoption Um. through a piece of paper because I was very nosy. And I looked it up and it had my name on it. So I'm like, it's got to be about me. So, right, right, you know, right. I was like seven, eight or nine. I, I don't remember exactly what between those ages, but I could read a little bit. And I saw that and I remember, and I put this in the book too. I remember just walking in again, just something that I just remember like it was yesterday, walking into the room, talking about the word sexual molestation. And my cousin looked like, what in the world? Where did you get that from? At this right. year's old talking about that. And I was like, I found on this piece of paper. And, and to this day, I'm just so grateful that my mother did not get upset. She didn't like, you know, fuss and yell like, you know, you shouldn't be in that. You shouldn't be reading right. stuff. She didn't do that. She just embraced me at that moment, sat yes. me down and told me. And that was the moment that she told me I was adopted and what that meant. Right. And so I always would commend her for that. You know, she didn't try to, I guess she kept Cover it, it up or not like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I don't know. I'm pretty sure they were planning to tell me at some point. I don't know what point that was, but I just kind of, you know, found out early and it was just, so here we go. This is what we're going to do. And so the moment that you found out, did you sort of understand, because you're still quite young, right? Did you understand what that meant and and, and what sort of were you you, you feeling about it? No, I didn't understand what it meant because my fear was that this woman 
who, which is what I call her, the lady who gave birth to me, was gonna come out and get me. That was my own, that was my biggest fear. Cause I'm like, yo, I've been with these, what you mean? Like there's somebody else out there that actually gave birth to me. Like y'all are the only parents that I know. And so right. when you're telling me this, yeah, my fear was, and I remember sleeping with them for weeks because I thought that this woman was gonna come try to kidnap me and watch way too many lifetime movies. But that's what I thought, you know? So I was like, I was really scared. And then once all of that, you know, sunk in that, um, all right, you was adopted and you got somebody else out there that's really your mom. Then it was, well, who could that be? You know, so I started thinking things like Ricky Lake. Don't ask why Ricky Lake out of all people. But I did. Ricky Lake and Oprah were the two people that I thought. Talk shows. I get it. Talk Um, shows. Yeah, I guess. I know, right? (laughs) Out of all things, I really thought Ricky Lake and Oprah out of all people. So (laughs) that's the only, I don't, I, I guess you call it scary thing about being adopted you just don't know so I walk around every single day you see people every day and I get all the time oh my god you look like such and such or such and such. like yesterday somebody asked me oh do you have a daughter mm, no it's not me so <laughs> like and you just I'm I look like somebody you know everybody yeah. has that right but yeah, um yeah. you just you don't know you you walking around here and I I could have saw the woman that gave birth to me at the Walmart last week who knows sure, like right. that's the only thing about um <clears throat> being adopted you got that identity crisis i guess Understood. You know, just, oh, yeah um, well almost that that that, that everyone wants that sense of belonging right and, right and, and know who you belong to or where you're you know what your tribe is so to speak and and when you don't have that sure that question's out there i think what's important is that you, you don't let that stop you from living your life or experiencing, as you said, this isn't a dress rehearsal. We got one life to live, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, you know, you don't stop because of these questions. Because oftentimes you may find out these questions and it doesn't have any impact on you. You're like, okay, now you know, yeah, life right. still continues, right? Right, right, exactly. Um, I don't, you know, yeah, I did go through that whole sense of who am I, who do I belong to, and all that, but and feeling like there was a void there. But I don't feel that anymore. I would love to meet the woman who gave birth to me. I just would want to lay my eyes on her and call them a sperm donor because it was unknown on a birth certificate. So I don't even know who that is. So, but I would love to just lay my eyes on them just to see what they look like. I mean, the woman that gave birth to me, she got to look good. I'm just going to go with that. You know what I mean? So I know that, but I don't, you know, I just, I just want to see, you know, um, just that curiosity there. Um, But otherwise than that, I really don't care to have a relationship or anything like that. Yeah. cool i'm good now i think sure. obviously years ago there was bitterness there there was how could you do this why did you do this why you know how just how do you think about me on my birthday do you even know when it's my birthday do you right. know right. but now i'm like thank you for doing that thank you yes. for doing what you did because you allowed me to have another life a better life yes. and i thank you for that i thank you that you did decide to have me what you did wasn't cool but you know what the parents that had me they truly adhere to Proverbs twenty two six. They they did just that, and I'm I'm just grateful for that. Very lovely, and I think that's that 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 to me is such a, a wonderful approach, right? As opposed to taking the bitter or negative route, mm-hmm. you know, you can find the glory and the goodness in in what you have in front of you. And I think you know when we can take that take that path or take that make that choice, you know, we'll mm-hmm. always we'll we'll always be better in the long run. There's no question. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So if it happens, you know, it happens. And if it doesn't, it's cool. Gotcha. You know, that's kind of, that's where I am now. Yeah. Now, now, so again, the title is Broken for the Purpose. Explain, yes. explain the title, please. How did you, how did you land on that title? Because all the things that's happened, 
you know, like I said in my first chapter is called What She Didn't Know. And at the end of the chapter, it says what she didn't know is that she birthed purpose not only once, but twice. So, you know, she she gave me life and that was part of the purpose. And then her giving me her doing what she did to me in order in, for me to be adopted. That was the second part of it. And so th- that happened. And then, you know, losing my parents happened, losing all these jobs, not being able to get accepted into uh, law school, which was a really big deal to me. You know, sure. um, all of that happened. And it's just, you know, you, you feel so broken, like all these things just because they don't, things don't work out the way that you think they should. And so you feel right. that, you feel that brokenness, but it all, it's all for a purpose. Yes. And so I, I made that had that happened, but the pieces are right where they need to be. You yes. know, yes. you have to go through that breaking in order to fulfill everything that God has for you. It's yeah. just not going to happen because if we don't, then what's the point of needing God? If we could just do this on our own, then what's the point, right? And so he has to show us like, hey, I'm still in control here. Like this is, I have the entire world in my hands, just like he says. And yeah. so there's some things that we, you know, there's some things that has to be broken down yes. in you um, in order to accomplish the very thing that you need to accomplish. And and and, and that's hard for people to make and understand. I've got to be broken first and be at the bottom before I can yeah, get back so up. Yeah, see, because for some people, they don't want to, I mean, some, they don't want to go there. Some don't want to admit that they're there, right? So you have all kinds of going on, but but there, there is some value because then you can truly see yourself for who you are, right? Everything's stripped away. It's just you. And it's almost an opportunity to start from scratch. Right, right. Yeah. So, awesome. Absolutely. Um, your, 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 your faith has been incredibly important to you and you believe in, in God's presence in your life. I want you to talk about how, uh, how the difference that has made on this journey of yours, as you said earlier, you know, it's not been easy. There's been challenges, there's been obstacles, uh, but you, you know, you've, you still continue to remain constant. Yeah, it is challenging because, you know, we are human and sometimes you want to throw in a towel and God just throws it right back. <laughs> like, right. And that is so true. Um, but I think it's just important to establish that relationship. And then once we had a relationship, yeah, I grew up in the church. And so, you know, we were taught certain things and went to church every Sunday. You went to Bible study and you did all that Sunday school and all that great stuff. Um, and that's great. But, you know, if you don't really have that relationship with God, it's just the religion doesn't matter. But you learn that as you begin to have the relationship with God. And so that's just kind of where I'm at. I mean, you, like both of my parents are dead. Like that is just and and they, they were the ones, you know, especially my mom that instilled this in me. So you take that away. And then you still want me to believe in you. You still want me to trust you. And then you don't give me things that I felt like I should have because I asked you for it. Like, you have to have that relationship. You know, yes, the thing yes. that he doesn't treat us like we do sometimes when we do turn our back. And I did turn my back. Yes. You know, I thought like, yeah, this is not the way it's supposed to be. So, um, but something will quickly happen to snatch you right back and be like, yeah, this is exactly, you know, where you need to be. You got to realize, um, you know, that difference between joy and happiness. You yeah. know, for me, that happiness is an emotion and it's, and it's brought on by circumstances. But that joy is just something that no matter what the circumstances are, you know, at the end of the day, this is what you have and it can't be taken away. And I think that's what drives me each day. Yeah, I have things that happen in my life. I got situations that goes on, circumstances that makes me emotional, but I can't let those emotions drive what I'm doing and where I'm supposed to be. So I'm going to go through it because, you know, I am human and you got to let it out, Yes, you know, but, um, 
you got to come out of it. So you just can't stay in that place. Yes. Yes. It's, it's you know, I, I, I oftentimes use the analogy of the hills and the valleys, right? And in the valleys where all the yucky, icky stuff happened, but on the hill is where there's joy and there's sunshine and there's fun. And so the idea is, you know, we know the valley is going to come, but find a way to get back to the top of the hill as quick as we can so we can celebrate and enjoy life. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. Tamika, this has been so much fun and I really uh, appreciated uh, hearing your story and, and, and really appreciate the way you love life in such a bright way. Um, I think, uh, as I see, see what I did there? The yeah, yeah, I like that. It was good. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, you know, in, in all seriousness, I think that's what it is on this, on this podcast. You know, we talk so much about the importance of, of being audacious and, and within that it encompasses taking risks and being bold and taking chances when we don't know what the outcome will be. And so you, 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 you've definitely done that. Um, I wonder if sort of last sort of word of advice for people, if, you know, if you're encouraging someone and, you know, they were, they were, they, 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 they were, you know, on this, try to understand this thing about being audacious and what that meant and how they incorporate it in their lives. How, how, what would you tell them or how would you get them to, to recognize the importance of, of, of taking that step? First of all, I love the word audacious. <laughs> I like that word. Um, you know, every year I do, you know, we do the vision boards and the manifestation boards and that, yes. and, and every year I like to do that. And that. And um, I like to come up with the word, you know, what my word is going to be for the year and then back that up with the scripture. Okay. And so this word for me this year is intentional. And I think okay. that's what um, just what being bold and audacious and all that is about. It's just being intentional about where you're going, what you want to be, who you want around you, you know, the type of energy, the type of vibes, whatever that is, yes. you know, just being intentional about that and your work and what you do and backing up with scripture is, you know, Ephesians 5 tells us that we be intentional about what it is we're doing, knowing that it, it is the work of God. That's who we work for. Right. Um, and all that other stuff just doesn't matter. Like the validation from anybody else doesn't matter. So um, you got validation from one person, God, and that's all you need. And then you keep it moving um, from there. So it's just being intentional, letting your yes mean yes and your no's mean no. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes, like, and yes. that takes some work, you know, knowing when to say no, you know, yes, so, yes. um, so that, that would be what I would say, just be intentional. And I think I think intentional is a great word because it's, it's you're being very deliberate in your actions and you're like and, and what it also does it it supports the fact that you've got a why you've got a plan right and your and and your and your intentionality is feeding that plan to where you want to go as opposed to kind of just sort of haphazardly existing and going right, wherever right. the wind takes you right <laughs> right yeah yep. that's true that's true yeah kind of kind of going with the flow I mean my thing is it is what it is it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Gotcha, you know, gotcha. I, I, I say that all the time. <laughs> so got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, um, got gotcha. you. Yeah. I, I, I got to ask you, you, you have, a, you have a love for the color pink. Tell me what that's all about. Yeah. You know, it's really my favorite color is anything that blings, to be honest, bling is a color. So that okay. is my thing. Um, but bling conversation is just, maybe it does have a good ring to it. Now think about it, but my favorite color on top of that is purple. I, that, okay. that is my favorite color. However, it's kind of migrated to pink because everything now is pink. And when I came up with the podcast, Pink Conversations, um, Purple Conversations just didn't have a ring to it. So right. Pink Conversations did, and that's what I went with. So, and I get asked all the time, oh, is it just for women? And it's not, it didn't set out to be just for women, just because of the name. It was just, you know, I like the color pink and I like to conversate. And so there we go, Pink Conversations, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> and and what, what's the focus of the podcast? The focus is empower, inform, inspire. 
And so that's what it is. Pink Conversations, Empower, Inform, Inspire. Um, so I have not done it in over, yeah, April 21st was the last episode when I released my book. Yep. So it's going on two years now. But what I do with the, my show with Midday Vibes is I incorporate on Wednesdays, it's Pink Conversation Wednesdays. So okay. some okay. of the elements of my Pink Conversations is in that, like my Building Empires and Leaving Legacies, Queen Spotlight. That is all about my queens. Um, nice, confident nice. Vibes with style, girl Felicia Yano. So, you know, that- I love it. That's, it's kind of my, it's kind of now being like a women's empowerment type thing. And that's cool. Um, but it is for everyone, you know, uh, to listen to. But that that's the, you know, that's the just behind it is just to empower, inform, inspire. Absolutely. And that's so important. I mean, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, people will, will, will need that one word, that one thing, that one trigger to get them over the top. And, and if we can do that through our platforms, mm-hmm. uh, then I think we, we, we've done our job. So congratulations. Uh, shout out to fellow podcaster, shout out to, uh, to the author, the speaker, uh, the radio host, to the mom, uh, all these <laughs> things all in right. one. And, and, and they're all, and they're all very, 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 important job so so congratulations uh tamika i'm doing your thing man that's awesome thank you thank you i appreciate that thank you thank you thank you thank you for having me for our listeners who want to learn more about your get up your book or your podcast or your work where, where can we send them so you can go to my website it's tamikabright.com so it's t-a-m-e-k-a and bright b-r-i-g-h-c.com and you can order the book from there um it's also on amazon or um, Barnes and Nobles as well as Broken for the Purpose. And yeah, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Tamika S. Bright. And that's that. Awesome. Awesome. Tamika, thank you for, for doing this. It was a pleasure. Glad we got to connect. And yes, all the best. You. Yes, you too. Thank you. Thank you very much for all you do. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Back we are here on the podcast, and I uh, gotta send my, my thanks and appreciation to Tamika for, for being here uh, and sharing her, her powerful story. Uh, you know, listen, uh, as you heard from you know Tamika's you know story that she shared with us, you know you know hard times are difficult, they're difficult and they're inevitable, uh, but it's important that we, we we push through and outlast adversity because on the other side is where. You know all the greatness lies. So again, thank you, Tamika, for being here uh, and sharing. Of course, her book is Broken by Purpose, and I encourage all of you to to pick yourself up a copy. Uh, it certainly is a great read, and very again, it's, it's her own personal story, and there's a lot to it. That's for sure. You know, when I think back to my chat with uh, Tamika, you know, she really left us with with a lot of important points and I really appreciate so much of what she had to say but if there's just one thing that I would take from our conversation it would be this you know when things are going our way and everything is good it takes no special skill strategy or discipline to enjoy the things life has to offer oftentimes the biggest test to our character appears in the midst of adversity and difficult setbacks It's at that point that our happiness and joy are truly put to the test. Finding moments of gratitude becomes harder. Being appreciative of the gifts of life turns into a challenge and falling into a negative space suddenly becomes a reality as we stand at the edge of what could be a very, very dark place. Maintaining a sense of happiness in difficult times requires deliberate, intentional action on our part that will help provide perspective, which in turn will allow us to see 
that we're experience, what we're experiencing isn't happening to us, but rather it's happening for us. When we consciously make an effort to pay attention to uh, on what makes you happy and, and use this as a platform to meet and overcome our challenges, we'll be successful in doing just that, finding happiness, joy, peace, and audaciousness. Hey, listen, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, please know that you can do so simply by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com and all you've got to do is enter in your email address and you'll be alerted every time we've got brand new content that comes out. We've unfortunately reached the end of another episode of the Audacious Living Podcast. And as always, I send my thanks and appreciation to our amazing listeners. For all those lovers of audaciousness, I say thank you and I appreciate your tremendous and ongoing support. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, and show love to one another. Be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.